Shibleu? Shibleu. You ready? I'm ready. Let's get it. Okay, rolling. And three, two, one. Action! Hey, Shibleu What up, homies and homets? Welcome to another episode of the Shibleu cast where we talk about anything and everything because... Shibleu. Hope you guys are doing well. We're on episode six, right? Episode six. Damn, already. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you want to talk about today, man? This is whatever we want to talk about. Whatever we <laughs> want to talk about. I mean, it is the Shablu cast, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever comes up. Yeah, we were kind of talking about at the end of the last one how it felt like when we were not structured, that's when it just felt like natural and Shablu and mm-hmm. it just flowed, you know? Mm-hmm. Bro, you know what's cool? What's cool? Hello, people are, we're getting like hella good feedback on the last episode, but like the, the reel that I posted of like us crying, well, mostly me crying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, damn, what? I, I didn't, I wasn't expecting that to like pop off like that, especially cause it's like a 80 second video. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, like most of the comments, um, shout out to anyone that's coming from there anyways. Welcome. Welcome mm-hmm. to the Shablocast. Um, and thank you for supporting. A lot of them were like, just supportive of like, um, it, that they felt like it was rare to see men cry like that, you know, especially on like a public platform. Um, yeah. So yeah. So yeah. It's pretty rare. But I, I mean, the whole time I was just like, <laughs> I remember if I wasn't saying, oh, <laughs> then I would have cried even more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we ain't crying today. Man shit. Man shit, know what yeah. I'm saying? Monster trucks. Football. Yeah. Sports ball. Chicken <clears throat> wings. Yeah. 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 Smart cars. Smart cars. Save the environment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's manly too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Because if Mini you're a real man huh? The environment's yours mm-hmm. You gotta protect it Exactly Protect the borders Yep Yep <laughs> um, Yeah dude A topic that you and I have talked a lot about I feel like Is embracing masculine and feminine traits You know I mm-hmm. feel like something both you and I have That's pretty rare in men I feel like Mm-hmm. So I feel like we have a lot of emotional empathy, you know? Yeah. I don't know if that's... Do you feel like that's a personality trait, or do you think that kind of came from, like, you and I both being uh, martial arts teachers? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, I think the martial arts teaching was, like, a, a way for us to develop that. Um, like, as a skill, right? That skill, yeah. Yeah. But I think it was in both of us from birth. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there when you were born, but it seems Shit. like it, at least. We just, dude, we, we probably knew from day one, just like, there's another Shablita Hill homie out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you think, actually, what you just said kind of made me question something. Do you think empathy is a skill? Um, I think it's a skill, and it's something that, people also just have naturally yeah um but yeah just like anything i think it can be developed 
Yeah. You can improve it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a, it's a good thing to have. Obviously, like, everything's a balance. But um, I don't know. For me, sometimes if I'm not letting out emotions or being empathetic towards people, it just feel like, feel like I'm in my head all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like the world's against me when it really isn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like your scope, my scope of life. If I get too into like, you know, yeah, I just like feel like everyone's out to get me, and I'm just like way more narcissistic, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel that way too. But I feel like there's a lot of different ways you can show empathy, like yeah, you know. Just treating people with kindness and respect goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just somebody who's like ego is so big that you just think you're like the only person that's awesome, yeah, and everyone else is just like below you, then of course you're gonna think that like, yeah, you know, everyone's out to get you. Like I've, we've all been there before. Like especially when you're like pursuing something and like you're trying to get like really good at it, you there's a little ego is like kind of necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone has it. Yeah. If you're not willing to admit that you don't have an ego or you're not a narcissist for a little bit of a degree, then you're just in denial. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, man, it's that Robert Greene shit right here. Yep. Right here. Yeah. yeah. If you guys haven't heard of him, Devante put me on. Robert Greene, who's a, your favorite author, right? Yeah. Bro, I've just been binge. I always tell you, I'm like, bro, I keep watching Robert Greene stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, um, I really like it. If you guys haven't... Um, if you guys aren't readers, at least like his interviews are super good too. I like his interviews. I'm sure you you listen to a bunch of his interviews too, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, where he talks about like all the topics and his stuff. But I think it's good to just be like real with yourself, you know? Yeah. Like positive thinking and all of this is good and it's effective, but it's not always gonna work. Like you gotta also know the dark side of things. I feel like. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I love how you've just been like absorbing it though. Like you've been like studying it. Yeah, <laughs> and bro. I'm like, dang. You put me on, man. <laughs> I've been I've been reading his books for years and like I feel like you'd know like just as much now <laughs> in like a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've just been binge watching his stuff. It's like always playing like one of his videos or something. But one of the biggest things I feel like um, what I like is, do you feel like there's such thing as toxic positivity? Toxic positivity. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Um, uh, something, a quote that I had when I was younger mm. was, um, I, I don't know if this has been said before, but yeah, yeah. I just thought of it and I thought I, I made it, you know. And it was uh, yours now, homie. I don't know. I'll Google it later. But um, if you think about like a a fruit, like a berry, you know, if it's too sweet, it becomes bitter. So I think that's in line with what you just said. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) That's so true, bro. That's so true, bro. I'm I I'm sure you've felt this in the past, but. That that's the literally, 
The reason why I asked that question is because I felt this way before where sometimes I'm just too nice, too nice, too nice, too nice, too nice. And then I explode like a fucking bomb and I become bitter as fuck towards people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, and it's like, it's kind of a bad habit of mine. Like if I don't get mad very easily, I think my tolerance of that is really like pretty high and I'm generally very positive. But if you piss me off, like I get bitter as fuck. Fuck. Like, you've seen it, right? I mm-hmm. just, if someone pisses me off, I rant like a month. <laughs> it's so bitter, bro. But that's so true. I feel, I feel like that's like a layer of a uh, toxic positivity. Not saying that it's, it's, it's funny that you and I are both saying this because I think most people would see us and people, especially if they've been listening to this pod, we're like very, very positive people. Mm-hmm. I think we're probably like, some of the most positive people in the world, you know, um, just naturally, just that's how we like to live. But at the same time, everything in moderation. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. There can be too much sometimes. Um, yeah. Damn. I'm going to fucking like, I'm going to meditate on what you just said. I'm just going to imagine myself as a berry. <laughs> be like, um, <laughs> How ripe am I right now? <laughs> Whoa. How ripe, it's pretty, how ripe am I? It's right pretty now? deep. Yo, what if we made shirts? Said, how ripe am I right now? <laughs> Bro. Put it in the comments if you'd buy one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you'd buy one. Yo, <laughs> low key. Oh my God. I don't know if I should say this, but Shibluta, it's the Shibluka's. When I thought about how ripe I am right now, that's I literally thought about like how ripe is my poop. Oh yeah. That's you know when you just like it. you feel it, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know I use that term with you a lot. Like yeah. shit. I got a shit, but it's not ripe yet. It's not ripe yet. Yeah. Me and my girlfriend say that all the time too. <laughs> got a shit. Oh, Go shit then. Oh, it's not ripe yet. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, that was a little shibla. <laughs> a little too shibla. But is there such thing as too shibla? Yes. 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 Balance. Balance. <laughs> Balance. Like, like the end of our third episode that we cut out like an hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Wait. What? End yeah. Our, wait. What, what is? What? What am I talking about? I don't remember. There don't definitely doesn't that. exist a low-key Shibletahu file of another two hours after episode three or anything <laughs> that nobody's going to see ever again. Nobody's <laughs> ever going to see that. Who knows what we could have talked about in that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Good thing that didn't happen. Yeah, know? it didn't happen. And we're just right. we're just bullshitting right now, obviously. Yeah. Acting. Huh? Acting. Acting. We are thespians. <laughs> Yo. This is a dumb question. Yeah. But I'm gonna ask it. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is a thespian? A thespian? Yeah. Uh that's a good question. Google. Google. Hey Siri. <laughs> What's a thespian? Wait, why did you? An actor or actress? It says a despian. I said it wrong. It's See, an actor or actress. This is not what it is. 
Wow, I should probably know what that means. But wait, why did you why did you say it if you didn't know what it meant? Because I heard somebody else say it. <laughs> You're right, bro. Got him. <laughs> Sometimes I say shit that I'm like, I don't even know what that means, but I just said it. Like, it sounds nice. I mean, you were onto something because you were saying that we were acting, and then you were saying we were thespians. So you did know what it meant. See, I did internally, but part of me was like, I can't give like the dictionary definition, so I'm not gonna act like I know. And the world would be a better place if everyone did that. Yeah. That's what I think, at least. Yeah. If you don't act like you know everything all the time. Mm-hmm. That's something that we've been ranting about a lot lately. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to not know. It's okay. It's okay. Don't got to be the best or know everything. Yeah. We're all humans. Yeah. Man. It's funny. We've talked about this a lot. And I feel like... I know what it feels like to be in that position of like me putting a front that I know more than I know. Mm-hmm. And I realize it came out of insecurity. And I think that's what comes out of most people for most people. Cause they want to feel validated or important or whatever. And it's just insecurity and it's just coming out. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, I think I've changed a lot from that. And the moment I became more confident in myself, I found myself not be do- not doing things like that mm-hmm. as much, you know? It's another, it's like uh, the narcissist in us talking. Everyone has it. Mm-hmm. Everyone feels like at some point, sometimes they may know more than they actually know. But it's just a matter of like talking upon it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like nobody wants unwanted criticism you know Mm -hmm. like who in the world likes that like i think we all would enjoy criticism to like get better right constructive Mm -hmm. criticism but i don't think many people like criticism that wasn't asked for number one and two they know it's not like whoever is giving them that criticism is not credible to give them that criticism Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, that's a big problem because like we were watching the the video on Wildcard, right? The boxing gym. Oh yeah. And uh Pacquiao's gym? Yeah, Pacquiao's. Manny Pacquiao, Coach, Freddie yeah. Roach. Yeah. Um I was like looking at the they they were just like showing like like what the gym looks like inside. Yeah. Um dude, we got we got to go there by the way. Aww. We got to check it out, but like, I was just like looking at like one of the walls and it had this like this this sign that said no training other people's uh fighters right Mm. and i was like huh why is that a bad thing it's like a big thing in the martial arts community too right like a lot of um a lot of masters don't want their students to go to other other schools yeah i thought about it and i was like you know if you're picking up stuff that's not for you just like everywhere like it's it could be really bad for you actually you know yeah like like you know you're i'm sure your trainer your coach master knows you and they're gonna give you the stuff that you need yeah but you know some random person they they don't know you they don't know what you need yeah. so they're just gonna 
give you something, and then you're gonna be thinking about that, but it might contradict what you know what you actually need. Yeah, especially if you're young and naive, you're very vulnerable to just listening to people that aren't technically credible. Like I've I've told you, I'm not gonna say specifics, but I've been mentored by multiple people where I look back now. And I'm like, damn, they were not telling me the right stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I was just like, everything you say is completely right. I have to do everything you say. And I didn't like trust my own gut. But mm-hmm. then I look back and I'm like, at that time, my gut was actually the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like another balance thing, bro. Everything's balance. a balance. Because it's like, if I close my mind to the opportunity of learning from mentors, then you never grow. Right? Mm-hmm. But then... You also got to learn when to put your foot down and trust your own gut. Yeah, you know? yeah, you're right. Oh, you hit it right in the nose. Uh, yeah, I feel like I've had it a lot of times where I trust in my own gut and I thought that this was right and this was the one way and then someone shows me, oh shit, no, there's this way. And I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like this whole Robert Greene shit, that's the reason why I'm like, what the fuck? I never like, I thought positivity was the key to everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what the fuck? There's this whole other world of, knowledge that mm-hmm. I don't know about you know it's like it's like balance it's a balance it can happen on both ends mm-hmm. yeah like oh man it's that's exactly what it is balance because some people like their balance for their own life is just to focus on like one area and they're happy with that because it satisfies a deep need for whatever that is that that area gives them. But yeah. you know, for everyone else, it's different. Like, like maybe somebody just wants to, you know, have good people around them. Maybe somebody just wants to be really good at what they do. Somebody might just, I don't know, just want to be lazy and just like not yeah. do anything. That's that's what satisfies them. Yeah, but. I guess everyone's different. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that kind of comes up, brings it back full circle about this empathetic thing where if you really know people and you know what kind of person they are and what they value, like you were saying, like sometimes people like to be lazy, sometimes this and that. But if you treat, oh, this might be, this is, I got to be very careful how I word this because... I think this is another balance thing too. Me personally, I think you should definitely, for the most part, treat anyone, no matter what level of hierarchy you have of image of them in your mind, you know, you should treat everyone with kindness. Because I've Mm -hmm. seen a lot of people that treat people poorly and they didn't realize that they were in a position of power and then, you know, they get their ass kicked for it because of that. Yeah. Right. But it's like, also at the same time, I'm not saying you should treat everyone differently, but I do feel like you should be empathetic towards certain people and realize what is something that they would appreciate from me right now. Mm-hmm. For example, if this person doesn't give a fuck about, like, I'm just going to say, like, uh, martial arts. Right. Mm -hmm. And but they came to this martial arts class just to get a workout. They're not going to want me critiquing every little fucking thing that they could do better. Mm -hmm. 
I would, knowing that's their goal, I would try to tailor more like, okay, how can I, how can I work them harder so they burn more calories or like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. tailoring, that's like a layer of empathy, I feel like. But some people, especially I think a lot of teachers are guilty of this or a lot of people that, like we were saying before, that like to act like they know about everything. They tell everyone the same exact thing and that there's always this way of doing things. No, like everyone learns differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's the truth. Like, in order to grow, you have to experience pain, right? Yeah. And if you're forcing somebody to grow in a way that they don't even care about, that pain is pointless. It's, it's for nothing to them because they don't value whatever they're getting from it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the worst kind of pain. Pain where you, you're just suffering for nothing. Yeah. Like at least like if you're suffering for like a goal that you have, like it's going to be worth it in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Or this is another like um narcissistic thing people do is when they 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 compare how much pain they had versus this person. Mm-hmm. And it's like it doesn't fucking matter, bro. Mm-hmm. Like There's there's um there's all different kinds of pains. Right. I feel like, um, for example, maybe our generation versus the next generation. I feel like some people from our generation could be like, man, the next generation is is all soft and this and that because they didn't have to deal with getting their ass kicked because they have this technology and shit now. But, yo, like some of it's true what they're saying. But at the on the flip side, like. Let's take bullying, for example. Right. Us, you and I, when we were kids, like growing up for the most part, not until I think we were in like high school or college, right, was social media an actual thing, right? And then people wouldn't have phones till maybe high school. So we kind of got like the tail end of that generation, right, of like not having all of this modern technology. But if you got bullied at school, right, you go home, that's your safe zone. Mm-hmm. You're cool. You don't have to see. You don't have to deal with that person until you see them again. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, these kids have to deal with. They go home. They go on their phone. The boy's still cyberbullying them. Mm-hmm. That's a different kind of pain that none of us will, us, our generation or any generations before will understand. Yeah. So when it comes to this like comparing, comparing pain level thing, it's just different pain, and mm-hmm. like. If you become too close-minded and not empathetic enough to try to understand their perspective of what they're going through, then it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's not cool. And the new generation should su- should do the same thing, vice versa. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but like for me, when I hear stories that my parents tell me, I'm like, holy shit! How did they do that? Like, I can't imagine doing that. What they did at my age now. Mm-hmm. Right, like my parents, they moved to the United States. I think around the age I'm at now, and like, we're getting married. I'm like, what? I can't imagine moving to another country and getting married right now. You know, like it's just, it's just different generations. But just, I think it comes down to just understanding perspective. Mm-hmm. There's no, uh, there's no one is more than the other. There's just aspects you can learn from. Each side, you know? Yeah. 
Nobody's got it easy. Yeah. Hmm. I, I do think that's uh, that's something that I like to get inspiration from. Yeah. Like seeing the hardships that people face and still being able to be successful with. Yeah. Like there's this video. Um, there's this video of this guy. He's playing guitar. I think I showed showed you it before, but he has like some kind of like disorder where like his muscles this is like some kind of muscle um atrophy thing where it's like it's just like his muscles like messed up and his hands are like this oh but like he's playing like the most beautiful song on guitar and i'm like yo so many people that train guitar and like work on that like religiously can't do what this man has done despite all the yeah all the things that that are in the way yeah you know, he's still able to overcome that and that's just it's very respectable to me that he's able yeah, to do that man. you realize when you see someone else's like truly see someone else's perspective you're like wow i have no excuse if i'm trying mm-hmm. to learn guitar and i have functioning fingers mm-hmm. like this guy just like he did it against that a lot so there's no excuse for me yeah you know but some people like to just and I've been guilty of this in the past, and I think the Robert Greene book, Mastery, has changed my mind a lot of this. Some people will just think, oh, it's just in their DNA. They're just special. No, that shit's called hard work. Yep. <laughs> if you put as much time as that person had put in, mm-hmm. you'd be just as good, if not better, because that guy actually has a disability he had to deal with. Mm-hmm. But you don't know all the hundreds of thousands of hours that that guy put in. Yeah. They just see the final product and just assume that this guy's built different. Yeah. You know? It's oh, man. It's not the case. Yeah. I think, I think the key is to find, to find your why. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm sure he has a very, very strong why as to why he wanted to be that good at guitar, which yeah. is why he was able to overcome all the hardships that mm-hmm. you know, he had to face to get that good. Yeah. He probably had so many people tell him, pick something else to do, or like, mm-hmm. you know. It's not for you because of this. Mm-hmm. He didn't care. He did it anyways. Yeah. Dude, man, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people immediately discredit something and by saying, oh, they're just born with that. Or, oh, it's because you you had this. Mm-hmm. Or it's because you had, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And I've been guilty of like, thinking that you know and then i realized before i say it no like so what everyone's dealt different cards Mm -hmm. doesn't doesn't um there's no reason why i can't do that or you can't do that or anyone in the world can do that why why discredit other people You think, oh, if I was in that position, I could do that easily. Why are you just saying that because you're envious of them in their position? Mm hmm. Exactly. People need to understand this. Because if you don't, and you just see life that way, that's, that's painful in itself. You just yeah. feel inadequate. Like you'll never be able to accomplish something. Because you're just not born for it, you know? Like, yeah. fixed mindset, it's just, 
I think it's very toxic. Yeah. But dude, shit, it's crazy. I feel like it all starts from empathy. Mm -hmm. The moment you change your perspective and put a little bit of empathy, I feel like it's just like you you can just see so much more of the world. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then if you're truly empathetic and really try to think of other people's perspective, you will never say phrases like that because you will understand that they got to that position because of certain circumstances. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because of, you'll understand what they had to go through to get to that point. Nobody is just born into a certain position. Yes, people might get a head start, but nobody's born into their destination. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hmm. You know, with that being said, would it, what if we apply that to a different area of our life, such as, mm. like, relationships? Yeah. Um, I know, like, a lot of people in stunts might, be able to relate to this, mm-hmm. but um, like, okay, this is what I've experienced. Mm-hmm. When, when you come home from work mm-hmm. and your partner has been, you know, doing like whatever they've been doing, like, I don't know, let's say they're a, a, a nurse, you know, nurses have like really difficult jobs. Like they have to like see blood and like, you know, they have to like handle like people that are like really like injured and all that stuff. Yeah. And so much more. I'm mm-hmm. sure like it like it like, you know, it puts a strain on them. Yeah. And you know, stunts is really difficult too. But you know, some days we'll just be like, hey, uh, I just um I just pretend like I was a firefighter today, you know? No, and I wasn't actually a firefighter, I just pretended. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it's it can be kind of difficult to like you know, explain that. Yeah, and then have them like not feel envious. Envious towards that, you know? So uh I think that's a that's an interesting thing to to um to figure out, you know? Yeah. And I haven't really found the answer to it yet, but if you have the answer in the comments, please let us know. Bro, like, I feel like, I don't know, I could be wrong, but we have this crazy shit called the internet, and you can just search up a day in the life of any fucking profession possible and try to learn from their perspective. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Dude, actually, something that you brought up that made me really think of how I became more empathetic towards actors. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm an actor, but professionally first I worked as a stunt performer. And from my point of view, I'm like, man, actors don't have to be at work as long as us. And they're getting all this five-star treatment all the time. And like... They're getting paid way more, but, like, we're taking the hard hits for them, this and that. Like, you Mm -hmm. can think all that, right? 
And I'm like, man, once I'm in that position, I'm not going to be on grip. But you really think about it. There's, it, there's a balance of everything, right? Like, us as stunts, it's not our face that's going to take the flack for if a movie tanks at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, stunts doesn't have nearly as much uh, accountability or uh, responsibility for a character. Right, like we, I didn't not until I really dove into the craft of acting that I realized how much work goes into prepping a character. Mm-hmm. And of course, of course, for stunts has its, um, they help with that too, right? But it's just like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, it it balances out somehow. Right. You don't have to compare who has to do more of what. Of course. You know, like, why can't we just work together? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's the answer. That's the answer. Um, like, where, where I was coming from was, like, I felt that it wasn't really fair that, like, you know, some people's jobs are, like, so difficult in a certain way mm-hmm. compared to, like, what I might be doing one day. But now that I think about it, you know, sometimes I have to risk my life. Not many Sometimes jobs have to do that. I can actually die, yeah. yeah. And I, don't, I can't think of, you know, a lot of other professions that do that. There are some out there, but, you know, that's, that's the reason why, you know, it becomes worth it. Yeah. And it's like, bro, of course, if we really want to narrow everything down, of course not every single job in the world is equal. Of course not. Not everything is perfectly balanced. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's balanced in a way that... Okay, if you think stunts is so fucking easy, then why don't you just do it? Exactly. Like people that say, oh, you didn't even have to work. You just sat on set all day and did. Okay, you pursue it. Why don't you just take my job then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You know? Oh, no, it's because I got to do this. Cool, I had to do this, this, and this too. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has their own shit. The world's not about you, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really easy to get into that. The only reason I'm saying this is because I'm, I'm sure everyone has these thoughts, but just it's a matter of some people vocalize them, and I've been, I've been guilty of vocalizing these things too, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that goes back to what we talked about, um, toxic positivity. Yeah, like that actually like entered my mind for a second. I was like, wait a second, is it is it fair that we get paid this much? To like pretend like we're doing like all these things. Yes, it is because like sometimes like it just completely crossed my mind that like, yeah, I could actually die doing this. Like, yeah, I am like kind of destroying my body by like hitting the ground like over and over and over again. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, and like the, the CTE that comes with it. Like, yeah, these are things like I kind of just like didn't factor in because, yeah, you know, I just wanted to stay positive. Bro, and that's, that's like a. That's a layer of you're a very empathetic person. Maybe that thought was because you were too empathetic. Oh shit, man! I'm like, I'm making, I'm make, you know, like making more money than these people that I feel like they have to work a lot harder. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you put in the work to get to where you're at today. And maybe some people had to work harder to get that in position. But like, you don't kind of compare any of that. 
mm-hmm. you had to work way harder than a lot of other people to get in that position too. Like you can think of any perspective and yeah, I had to do this more than you. Oh yeah, but then I had to do this more than you. It's like why what's the point? Exactly. It doesn't change the result of what fucking position you're in and I'm in. Mm-hmm. What's the point of arguing this? Exactly. You know exactly. Hmm. And I think that's the key to any successful relationship. It's under that the other person's also, you know, they have their, their hardships they have to face. Yeah. And understanding them. Because, like, you know, let's say if I'm not, I'm not with anybody right now, I'm single. But, um. <laughs> hey, single ladies, hit the homie. Oh. <laughs> My DMs are open. Oh. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> But um, anyways, uh, like, in order to have a successful relationship, I think that you have to know that the other person's like pulling their weight just as much as you are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big misunderstanding. People often think that, you know, let's say for a scenario, like I'm with a stay-at-home mom, Mm -hmm. she might think, might cross her mind, maybe not, mm-hmm. that how come I have to do like all the cleaning and the cooking and like all this stuff, Yeah, you know, take care of the kids, like that's, that's not really fair. But I mean, if I were in that position, I would still help out as much as I could at mm-hmm. home, right? Mm-hmm. But still like in order for it to be successful, like we both have to understand that like whatever the other person's doing is carrying their weight. It is just as important as what the other person's doing. Yep. Because as a team, like we're all contributing our hundred mm-hmm. percent. And as long as that's the case, like as long as everyone's putting it all in, mm-hmm. then then I think it's a good it's a good team. Dude, that you hit it right on the fucking nail, man. I feel like so many fights can be resolved from just understanding the other person's perspective more. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. I feel like also, too, kind of what you were saying just now is everyone has different languages, you know? Love languages. Shout out to Chris Hahn, who put me on, like, we had a really deep conversation about this. He told me about taking the love languages test, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you want to take it on how you like to give and how you like to receive, too. But I think there's a lot of miscommunication sometimes in relationships with an example you just said, right? What if one person's like, oh, I always do this and this. Like, I always wash the dishes for you. And that's acts of service, right? Mm -hmm. But what if the other partner, their their love language of receiving love, acts of service is at the bottom. And they Mm -hmm. actually want more um, physical touch. And the other person... It does, won't even go and give them a hug or a kiss when they come home. Mm-hmm. Now this person's thinking, well, you don't even do this for me. Mm-hmm. But the moment it's clear that you know the other person's love language, you can like do things to you know, make them feel better and more appreciated mm-hmm. just by having that empathy. Oh, that's cool. They might not receive love the same way I do. I can't expect them to receive love the exact same way I do. So how can I do it? Let me think from their perspective. What do they like? Oh, they like this. I'm going to do this for them more now. 
Mm-hmm. Now they'll be more appreciative, and then they'll appreciate me more, and then I'll feel better. It's just like a win-win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say that a good thing to look for in a partner is mm-hmm. somebody who matches the way that you give and receive love? The, they match the way you give and receive love. Um, do you mean in the way it's the exact same order? Like, like, let's say, let's say I like to receive words of affirmation. Yeah. And I like to give acts of service. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's best to find somebody who, uh, you know, can fulfill that? Fulfill that. Generally, yes. I think generally, I think honestly, for the most part, yes. And um, to me, I feel like us as people, whether it's a romantic relationship or just a relationship, a friendship like you and me, we, we always say how we balance each other out, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone in this world is a fucking puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. And some puzzle pieces might not fit another, and that's okay. But some people force it to fit, yeah. and it doesn't, and they're in denial, and then now, bop, 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 they're just... They just like get into a toxic relationship or a toxic friendship or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, I think the five love languages and just being, knowing that is, you kind of have a better idea of what you, the shape of your puzzle piece and the shape of your partner's mm-hmm. puzzle piece or whoever, your loved one or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, bro, we had a, this conversation the other day, um, uh, probably a few months ago after I had this conversation with Chris. I was like, I really thought, I've never really thought of what your love languages are, right? Mm. And then I was really surprised from your answers. I thought your answers were going to be very similar to mine, and they were, but they were also very different. Mm -hmm. And I remember you saying physical touch is pretty high for you, Mm -hmm. um, for receiving. And I think the trap for most men, of course, men just like, they love physical touch, but... Uh, something Chris said to me, shout out to Chris, shout out to the homie. Um, he was like, okay, don't just think of romantic. Think of how you like to receive love from your friends and your family too. And that now sometimes it changes that order, you mm-hmm. know? And then I asked you that and you were like, yeah, it's still pretty high up there. I was like, really? And I really thought about it. I think you said something like, man, like at a tricking gathering, right? The best part I love is when the group hugs, man. Yeah. And then I notice every time, every time this dude comes into the crib or leaves the crib, whoever's there, he makes sure to dap them up physically mm-hmm. every fucking time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's cool. And then I really thought about it. I'm like, oh, that's why you do that. Mm-hmm. And then so now, ever since I knew that, I try to like, I always make a conscious effort because like for me, like, I'm cool with just saying, like, yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I'm sure you're cool with that, too. But yeah. it's, like, it's nice. It's nice if it's, like, yo, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, I like it because with physical touch, you can really get a, a feel for someone. <laughs> and that sounds so, like, of course you can. You're literally feeling them. But yeah. you can literally get a feel for someone. Just with a touch. Like when you dap somebody up, you can tell where their mindset is, how they feel about you, how they feel about themselves. You get all this information just from a little handshake. 
Yeah, you really do, huh? Mm-hmm. And like, even if you're like shaking hands, just yeah, shaking hands, yeah, looking somebody in the eyes, you know, you can you can get so much information from that. Yeah. And a hug, you get even more, but it's more. That's more like intimate usually. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's why I like it though. You know. Yeah. Like, because I feel like in order for me to be empathetic, I need to have that information. Like I need to know how they're feeling so I can, okay, they feel down. They don't feel as confident right now. Maybe I should like, you know, help them out a little bit, you know, something like that. Mm. Bro, holy shit. Something just blew my brain away just now. Like, I feel like because your love language, like physical touches up up high on there, you see the world in a certain lens, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure, because for me, physical touch is a little lower. You can understand someone a lot quicker from a simple handshake than I would. Mm-hmm. Because you really pay attention to those things, right? And mm-hmm. I think if I were to pay attention to them too, like or anyone, we could pick those things up too. But for me, um, I'm really aware of people's uh, energy. Mm-hmm. more and it makes sense because my number one that i like to receive is quality time mm-hmm. so it's like an aura that i feel mm-hmm. around someone um so i'm i'm generally reading that from people more than like physical stuff you know what i mean like i i notice these physical things if they're more um obvious but like damn that's just like it's crazy it's just kind of blew my mind away of like how your love languages can reflect your perspective of life too Mm, you know this is true because like i people have pointed out like me personally i don't know i like a lot of people say you can you can tell a lot from someone on how you they shake your hand Mm -hmm. right i'm never conscious of how i really shake people's hands to be honest Mm. and like Okay, these are two things um, that I feel like is the right thing to do for men. And this might be, I don't think this is a toxic masculinity thing, but like this is something that I'm just completely unaware of, right? Like I don't consciously do these things. People say for men, you should always shake firm because that shows your confidence or this and that, right? Mm-hmm. I think generally I give pretty loose handshakes but i would say i'm a confident person yeah so i think it's kind of fucked up that people generalize because if i don't do this i'm not a confident person Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah it's there's it's not a it's not a rule you know oh it is a rule but it's meant to be broken like sometimes it's not true but that's like society's norm that makes this a rule right because men are physically dominant and so therefore mm-hmm. their handshakes it's always a comparing this and that mm-hmm. but i would say that's where i i am a very physical person of course i like i love me to being active but like i would say on that end i'm more feminine in that way i'm much more like about my words and energy and empathy if that makes sense, rather than the mm-hmm. physical shit. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. So it's like, that's why to me, it's not that I can't give a fucking tight handshake. Of course I can, but I don't think about it because I'm thinking about other shit. Exactly. But it's yeah. fucked up when it's forced upon you because you're a certain member of society that like, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what? Like, this is, this is a really good point. Like, there's all these rules about what makes you confident, alpha, dominant, you know? Yeah. It's all these rules, but they're not always true. Most because of the time they're not, I feel like, too. What, what happens when you're with the guy that doesn't want to play the game at that moment, you know? Let's say you're in a room and then all of a sudden freaking Canelo walks in, right? Yeah. Canelo Alvarez walks in. Is he, he's just is like, he a boxer? He just decides that he's going to, you know, play a character. He's just going to like give soft handshakes, talk like this really softly. Yeah. You know, it's not going to say much. And then, you know, if you don't know who he is, let's say that there's this guy that doesn't know who he is, sizes him up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what? I'll I eat you up. Do, 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 do. Canelo could eat that dude up like so easily, right? Yep. Because it's just who he is, you know? And even though he didn't give out the signs that like he is that guy, he still is that guy, you know? Yeah. So like sometimes it doesn't matter like what you show. It yep. matters what you are. Yep. And he probably has certain personality traits that balance him out, like why he's a certain way. You know, everyone's different. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, that's so true. That's so yeah. true. I see you as that too. Like, oh snap! Like your your energy is super like open and positive and happy. So some people could think your kindness is you know they take it for granted. But I I always know when I see that. And like I see someone like if I see someone just treating you like they think, oh, he's like a nice guy. I'm like, uh, you don't want to fuck with Devontae, bro. If you, <laughs> I know. I know what Devontae can do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but I think that's true power and confidence. Yeah. Because you're not putting up a front of mm-hmm. that you need to show that you're confident or that you need to show that you're alpha or that you could fuck someone up. Mm-hmm. Why do you need to show that if you have the confidence that you can defend yourself in any moment? Yeah, exactly. You don't need to. And that's, I, I see the same thing in you too. Like, man, nah, <laughs> man, nah, yeah, man. yeah. What you mean? We man. say this, we say we you might have a little dog in you somewhere. Huh? You know, you, might, you have a little dog in you. I you have know? some dog in you. You have some dog in you. <laughs> you know? Like, it, it's not necessary. I mean, okay, sometimes it is necessary to show it. Yeah. And, you know, it comes out in like those little, <laughs> those little moments. And I've seen it. Yeah. And I've been like, okay, I see. <laughs> you know? I feel like ours comes out in different ways. Yeah. It's like... Uh, I feel like you're definitely more physical with how it comes out. And I'm a lot more like... My energy changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like exactly you let it out with, you know, boxing and training and stuff. And I let it out by fucking ranting. <laughs> like, I let it out by training, too. And I'm, you let it out by ranting, too. But, like, our primary outlet, it's, like, those things. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think I think the reason why like people might be so focused on that side of mm-hmm. things, like where they're just like acting a certain way, yeah, is because like if you don't know like a lot about it, then to everyone else it kind of seems the same, you know? Yeah. Like uh the dude big dude in the gym that like acts all like alpha and stuff he's benching like four plates but he's doing like one centimeter of range of motion yeah Mm -hmm. that guy (laughs) see like everyone like if you don't know much you might think oh that guy's dangerous you know he's he's awful but he's insecure as fuck like what if yeah he's like just super insecure and he's just like trying to appear that way but he's really mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. he's not confident and he's just like i mean i'm not saying that's how it always goes but yeah. it can be yeah yeah but on the flip side i would say like some people like you and i especially when we go to jam we're very out there and just ourselves and loud mm-hmm. when we're together especially some people could see that as what you said and insecurity of this and that. But I think generally most people don't take it that way because there's a genuine energy that they can feel. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just jump in on like us just vibing, you know? Like we might be loud like a guy at the gym that's right? But most of the time the reason why we're loud is because we're laughing at some shit. Like, we're just, like, having a good time and just like, mm. being ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think any human or most people can just, like, pick that up mm. of what's that genuine energy, you know? Yeah. But it's, like, a matter of when you're letting that out, is that really you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, that person at that gym... There's a level of ingenuineness that they're yelling a lot louder than they need to be yelling. Yeah. Yeah. And you can tell after they do it, they look around. Mm-hmm. Who's Where's the acknowledgement? Where's the validation? Oh, does that guy think I'm strong too? Like, you can tell the way they're looking around and this and that. That's what they're, that's what they want, right? Whereas, like, someone on the flip side... Like, I, I think I'm pretty vocal. Oh, okay, our homie Hector Mogoza is a perfect example. Homie, the homie Hector. Suavecito. Suavecito. That dude, when he lifts, man, you haven't lifted with him too much, though, right? Oh, you have. You, we have. Times. We have all yeah. together, yeah. Um, he's vocal as fuck, but he's not like, like what we were talking about, but he's like, ah, But it's so genuine, and he... Literally is so dialed in that he's not looking at anyone around him and he doesn't give a fuck about anyone thinking he's too loud or he doesn't give a fuck about like whether someone thinks he's strong or big or not. He's literally in the zone. Like he's, I don't think he would even be able to notice if there was a fire in the fucking room because he's so in the zone. You know what I'm saying? Like that's an exaggeration, but he's like, what I'm saying is like he's doing that for him. Mm-hmm. And there's like a subtle, difference between that and someone that's like yeah around like oh oh, yeah you think i'm strong yeah you you think i'm strong yeah i'm the shit yeah 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 i'm the shit shut the fuck up bro (laughs) 
or my favorite is when they fucking put all the plates on the leg press. They take oh, yeah. all the plates, and I'm just waiting on this guy because there's no fucking plates left because he put them all on the leg press, and now he's going, and then it's like, he's moving it like one centimeter, and then when he racks it, he just slams it, and you just hear, and he just, he stands up, and he looks around, and he's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, everyone just, look, I, I see people that look at him, look at people like that, and they just start laughing. You start laughing. Oh, God, I mean... Rightfully so, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're genuinely like that and like that's just how you are, cool. Go for it. Ain't judging. But there's a difference between that and. Huh. Did you notice? Did this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This person thought I was cool. This person thought I was cool. Yeah, everyone thinks I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? You know, they want everyone to think they're cool because they don't think they're cool. <laughs> they just need more love If you know you're cool It doesn't matter what everyone else thinks You know what man You might, you know what I might do The next time I see someone like that What I might go up to them And give them some love You know Yeah and Be like yo You're fucking strong as shit man mm-hmm. And just see how that lights them up I'm sure that's what they would just want to hear That's all they want And That might be Positive reinforcement For them to do it even more But at least it'll fill that emotional void that they're probably feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a mental note of that. I'm going to do that next time. Is that the right thing? I guess that is. I don't know if that's the right thing to do. Maybe not for everyone's sake, but for that person, I think that would be a good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like, they might just keep doing that because they want more of that, which might not be good. But I, don't, I don't think so. They probably don't get enough of it. I think it all depends on, like, the reason why you do it, you know? Like, if you're just, like, doing it just because you want to, like, spread the positivity, I think that's the right reason. But yeah. I feel like if somebody were to go up to that person and compliment them to, I don't know. Manipulate them to shut the fuck up. Yeah, or just, like, because, like, they're afraid of them, they're trying to get on their good side, uh, or, you know, like, if yeah. it's not for the right reason, I, I think it won't help them. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. That's very, very true. Yeah. That's, that's what I love to do, yeah. Like, just random acts of positivity. I don't yeah. know if I told you about this, but, like, back oh. when I was in college. Oh, Yeah. I used to just like hat carry around a Sharpie and uh, post-it notes. Really? Yeah. And every day when I would get to, get to school, I would just like write like a nice message like, you're awesome or something, you know, and just like put it on somebody's car. Man, you're a good, good fucking human being, bro. Aww. Aww. My heart. I'm just thinking from the other point of view of like if I saw that I'd be like fuck yeah you know mm-hmm. damn dude let's do that more yeah we should do that and set put like a thing on every single one of our neighbors front door <laughs> different day of the week or something <laughs> you're awesome you're cool you're great love your car you know what I'm saying 
Mm-hmm. But you just put it anonymously, right? Yep. If they know, then it's like, oh. You know, yeah. I, I like it when it's just like, it's there, it's good. Yep. And now I'm out, you know? Bro, that's true what we were saying last episode, unconditional love. Because some people will do that because they want that validation from the other person. But yeah, 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 I did that for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you truly just wanted to put good out there. Exactly. Yeah. For the right reason. What you were saying before. It's got to be for the right reason. Mm-hmm. It can't be for your own um, validation you want from them. Yeah. I guess in a way, though, doing that in the first place is giving you validation that you're putting good into the world. I mean, there's, there's levels to it, I guess. Yeah, there's levels. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. There's levels. If it's, if it's too high and it's like, oh, I just want to be recognized for putting all this love in the world. Like, you know, for example... A lot of celebrities get a lot of shit for something they may do, or maybe they didn't even do and it's just blown out by the media. I respect so many celebrities because they don't actually publicly show how much they're donating to charity a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And they're donating millions, mm-hmm. not like thousands, millions of dollars. Like, really fucking think of that millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And people. Celebrities that are in that position that do that, yeah, they have a shitload of money. But, dude, like, you know, the saying is, like, the the higher you are, the faster you fall. Like, even though they might have a shitload of money saved up, that millions of dollars are donating to charity, You never, they never know when they might need that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's just so true, like, selflessness. That's not recognized, and it sucks. It sucks. Mm. They know they're good people. Yeah, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. They don't need they don't need validation from other people that they're good people. Exactly. Yeah. But on the flip side, there's probably some celebrities. I don't. I, none come to mind, but like some celebrities probably publicly. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm giving. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And. They could do that so they spread the message for more people to give out love or yeah. they could be doing it because they want people to think they look great. Yeah. And it's very hard to tell the difference between those two things. But I think in the long run, you can see the difference between those two mentalities. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the, the person that's doing that for themselves it's probably going to bite their... That mentality might not bite their ass in that moment, but it's, it's going to come back at some point. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But that was a good point, though. That like, sometimes people just want to spread the word that... Yeah. You know? You know? Maybe we should all do nice things, you know? Yeah, yeah. You just want to lead by example. Yeah. Yeah. Man... That's what I love about um, all this Robert Greene books that you're that I've been listening to and that you told me about. Like, 
he really dives deep into if you observe closely at people, you can tell the difference between those two scenarios I just said. Mm-hmm. I've seen videos on social media where people are donating and like, have you seen those videos where like some YouTube influencer or some shit, they'll find a homeless person and then buy them a bunch of this shit and they'll make a whole vlog about it. Mm-hmm. Right. I've seen both sides of this. I've seen someone do that and they genuinely wanted to do that for that other person. And I've seen them do that because they wanted views. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you look very closely, you can tell the difference between, even though it's the same exact action, yep. the same exact action, if you look closely into the deeper meaning, you can tell the difference between the intentions and the, the reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of people aren't empathetic enough to look for those two differences or just yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah like see some people will just see the the end result the action and immediately assume mm-hmm. right like a perfect example is like uh i guess say there's two people right that um they go and they all work at the same office and two people show up to work late mm-hmm. they're separate like they, they show up to work late right and their boss Yells at one of them because they didn't have an excuse. They were just late, right? The other person, they got in a car accident or something. That's why they're late. Now that the boss knows that reason, they're not going to yell at this person that fucking, you know, got in a car accident. Mm -hmm. But what if the other person, you never know what that other person must have been going through. What if that other person's mom died the other night? And he's struggling to get out of the bed because they're so depressed. But they didn't, they're too insecure. They don't want to tell you about that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's going through shit and you never know. But I feel like a lot of people don't even acknowledge that everyone has their own struggle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They think that their struggles are always more than everyone else's struggle. Yeah. That's tough. That's mm. tough. Shibletu. Bro, I feel like um something you said earlier about how there's all these you should be a certain way to get to this and that. I think the biggest message I want to put out there. Shibletu. You can learn from those certain ways to get there. But you're you, man. Find your own way. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, don't do it. Do the way you like. Oh, man. Life. Life. Life is good. Knowledge. Life is a gift. I feel like you right now. I'm going to pull you right now. What's on your mind right now? What's on my mind? I'm just grateful. 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 Grateful for what? Grateful to be alive. Hmm. There's this one time where I did this uh, 
I was in Taekwondo class. About, Taekwondo class is about to start. And, you know, everyone's just like socializing and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like really into tricking. And, uh, this is back in North Carolina? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's this girl I was trying to like impress, right? Because I thought she was really <laughs> cute. So I was like, you know, I've been working on this new move. I think, like, since she's watching, I think I'll land it right now. It was a double backflip. Double oh, backflip. shit. Puzzle mats. I'm just like, yo, I'm just going to go do this. Check this out. Run, round off, do half a flip. Boom, land on my head, back of my head, and my feet at the same time. I don't know how it happened, but it did. And I just like, and like roll back out of it, right? I had on this like, this uh, silver chain. Yeah. Thing snapped. It just like broke off my neck. Yeah. I thought it was my neck, but it was just a chain. But, um. I get up, and then class starts, right? So I'm just like picking up my pieces of the chain. I line up, and I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish I got it on video, man. Wait, was just like wait did the master see it? Did, anyone, did everyone see you do that? Um, some, of the, some of the interns saw it. Like the, but they just the lined up anyways? Korea. Yeah, they were, they, were like, they were just watching, right? They didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't tell them. But I just did it. <laughs> and then class just started like right after I like landed on my head. And I was like starting to feel dizzy and stuff. I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta sit this one out, guys. <laughs> Went to the lobby, called my mom. <laughs> she came to pick me up. Oh my god, dude. I thought I died that day. <laughs> and my theory is I did die, and now I'm just in a dream. This is heaven. Right now we're in heaven. We're in heaven, bro. This is all extra time. I shouldn't be here right now. Bro. Is that why you live life so gratefully? Yeah. Everything's just a plus. It's just a plus, yeah. moment. Fuck, bro. And have you ever said like, yo, if I just died right now, I'd be happy. You ever said that? Yeah. It's moments like that that I'm just like, this is all, this is all additional. You know? This is all this is bonus, all extra. right? Yeah. Like I've already reached my goals so many times and had so many moments of like pure happiness and joy yeah. that everything's a plus, you know? <laughs> yeah. Bro, since that day, have you legit, like, has that always been in the back of your mind? Always like every day has been a plus? Yeah, yeah. Um, Fuck, man. I've never knew. I never knew that. It's just like in the back of my mind, though, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, that's why uh, I think not too long after that, I got the, the tattoo on my back. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. What, what's it say again? Valor? It's Valor. Yeah. And um, I got that. And, like, I just try to, like, get into situations where, like, I'm afraid of, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's why I really like tricking because, like, so many tricks scared me. Oh, dude. And, yeah, just, I felt like I've grown as a person because I had that mindset. Damn. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Yo, what was the, wait, so you told the girl to watch you before you said it? Yeah. <laughs> she was probably like, oh, shit. Did you see her? 
you see her reaction when you got up, or were you just like, you were you too embarrassed to even look at her? Dude, class started right after that. Oh my! Like I like God. landed, <laughs> everyone starts clapping. All right, class, time to start. Line up, everybody. And they're like, my <laughs> neck. I broke my fucking neck. I broke my fucking neck. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Bro, that's so fucking funny. Oh my god, dude! Do you have any stories like that? <laughs> any like crazy stories that we just don't know about yet? Like that? I mean, it doesn't have to be exactly the same, but like something that like changed my perspective. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. I don't know, actually. I have a lot of stories of how I've injured myself in really unique ways. But I don't know how much it affected me. I feel like you're a very pure, genuine person. Is there anything that like, you would say made you that way more? Or <laughs> Thanks, bro. Like, <laughs> um... Well, I think for sure it's like my role models of my parents of just seeing how much they unconditionally love each other and me and my brother. Um, that's number one. But an event that comes to mind, uh, I think I told you about this. When I was in elementary school, our school had us go to this place called Feed My Starving Children. Mm -hmm. And um, pretty much what it was, it's like, this facility where a lot of schools or just volunteers can just go there and you go in there and you watch just like a like a little movie i remember it so vividly this was like when i was like in third grade i think and um you watch like what life is like to people in africa starving children in africa and then there's like a bunch of and it shows the facility that you're at of all these volunteers making the food that you're about to make and how that helps all these kids, the before and after. And um, I just remember that place was super fun for me. And I think it was really good for me because it taught me unconditional love in a way or reinforced it you know because it felt just good to simply like I all we do is we go in there and we all everyone has like a certain task and you're just making these packages of like food that they can just heat up and like they explain why these kids can't eat something like oh this was really cool too they're like so wouldn't you think that this kid um, who hasn't eaten like six days, do you think if they just ate a bunch of pizza and hamburgers that they would just be fine? And we're all just like, yeah, right? Because we're like third, third graders. We don't know any better. And then they're like, no, they need to have the correct nutri nutrition and this and that. They can actually get a really sick if they eat food like that. And so then it also reinforces like, shit, I can't eat like that all the time. Like, I'm so privileged that I can even eat food like this. Like, even if they wanted to, if they were to eat food like that right now, they wouldn't be able to. Dang. Like, they have to eat this. And it's just like, 
it reinforced like fuck when i was a kid and i didn't like vegetables i was just like i'm gonna start eating vegetables now because damn like you know um but yeah and it it didn't take much effort to really do do something that's gonna help someone that you don't even know you know it really doesn't take much effort and that I think kind of reinforced that for me. I actually want to look it up. I think I told you about it. We should look up a, if they have a, one of those out here, Feed My Starving Children. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, it was in Minnesota, so I don't know if it's just a Minnesota thing or probably not. Um, but yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm sure they have. Or they'll, they'll have something like that out here, you know? Mm-hmm. We should do that. Let's do that yeah, soon, dude, bro. Heck yeah, let's go. We can fucking this weekend. Fucking Lou. Fight. Are you fighting this weekend? No, the fight's coming up in a week. Oh, yeah. so. This dude is about to do a fight, yo. Dude, my mind is consumed right now. It's the only thing I think about. Except for this. <laughs> <laughs> Except for this. <laughs> but yeah, getting ready. Out of, out of respect for the other fighters, I feel like I should dedicate all my time and energy. Yeah. To yeah. You know, mm-hmm. just just like imagine, like you're about to like compete at somebody or something, and you just see them like on like a Nintendo Switch or some shit. You know, like, yeah, yeah. That's like what? You think? Damn, bro. Play games. You're so, so fucking empathetic, empathetic, bro. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh shit! You just realized what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> you realize what you just said now? Yeah, huh? yeah, I did. I this did. dude, you guys hear that? Everyone, put yourself in this dude's shoes right now. If you were gonna about to do your very first boxing fight and you've been boxing for maybe less than a year and you're about to go against people that have been doing this shit for years, what's the first thing that would go to mind why you're training hard? So I don't get my ass kicked. So I can survive this I mean, and that. That's there too. <laughs> I'm sure you're thinking that too. But this dude, the first thing that came to mind for you was like out of respect to them. What the fuck, man? That shit's rare. That is rare. That's real. That's real empathy. Even for a sport where you're technically beating the shit out of each other, there's empathy. Respect. Respect. Knowledge. Discipline. Knowledge. Perseverance. Power. Self control. Indomitable spirit! (laughs) I just named all the Taekwondo shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. We're creeping up on an hour and twenty. Do you want to wrap it up pretty soon here? Yeah, I think I think we're good. Yeah. You have any final thoughts for our viewers? Um. No, nothing comes to mind right now. How about you? I feel like the top main topic of today was, if we had to sum it up, was definitely like empathy um, and balance. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, anyone out there that feels like they're struggling a lot for their own selves and they have a lot of problems. I'm sure every single person has their own problems that they're going through. 
Something that's kind of a go-to thing for me when I feel like that is just have more empathy for other people and find a way to give unconditional love to the world. And then you kind of realize that your problems aren't so big and that you're going to get over it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just try that as an exercise, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or also something else that I think I did this one time to you and you were like, whoa, what the fuck? Remember that one time that uh, I think this was the biggest light bulb of like um, me trying to be a better active listener. Mm-hmm. I think one time we went to jam and I just purposely like didn't talk a lot on mm-hmm. the car ride there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember that? And just in general, yeah. I was just really quiet. Yeah. And then I remember like I brought it up after like an hour or two. And I was like, did you feel like it was weird? And he's like, didn't you say, what, what did you say? You were like, I feel like Brandon would have said something right now. I, I did. I did. I remember it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just felt like, like, almost like you were inside my mind. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was weird. It was weird because it was just me talking and you were listening and you were like reflecting the ideas that I was talking about, and I was just like, "Hold up, <laughs> hold up, <laughs> dude!" And then while I was doing that, I was like, "Oh my god, this is what Devante does to me. This is why he learns so much shit just in general. Like, not not saying that you learn so much shit from me, but like you just learn. Just when you're just listening, you just learn. You just learn so much just about life." Mhm. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's another fun exercise. Or for you, let me ask you this. Do you think it's ever a good exercise to do the opposite if someone's more like you and they're there's someone that is a really good listener? Or if it's some I'm not saying you're th- like this, but if there's someone that's just too insecure um, mm. to talk a lot. I, I think the perfect balance is somebody like you that has both sides. Um, because people that tend to listen more tend to have, they, I think the world's problems is could all be solved by somebody, you know, somebody knows the answers to all these things. They're just not saying it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the source of all the world's problems. Like, if people that are insecure and like too afraid to speak up just don't, then yeah, they're they're doing the world a disservice. Yeah, because they're the ones that actually need to speak up usually. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that, man. But at the same time, I will say that I don't think the the balance I have of talking and listening is necessarily good or bad or the best way it's just it's just how i am Mm -hmm. and i think everyone has their tendencies and that's fine but i feel like um i feel like just acknowledging where you are on that scale and getting out of your comfort zone to experiment with being on the other end of it Mm-hmm. You know, like what you said, if you're not putting yourself in, if you're someone that's too insecure to talk and you're 
not putting yourself in positions where you speak up then when it's really important to finally speak up yeah you're kind of it kind of bites you in the ass yeah you know mm-hmm. um yeah i don't i don't i don't know if necessarily there's maybe there's better balances of having that talking listening wherever you are on that scale for certain professions or whatever but i don't think there's really necessarily um one is the best way it's balance it's a balance like you said yeah yeah maybe able to take in information and give out information yeah that's it you yep. taking it in and not giving it out it's kind of selfish if you're only giving it out and not taking it in probably wrong mm-hmm. a it's lot a, yeah it's like a two-way street yeah like if your brain right another metaphor another analogy yeah say for example my brain is is a uh, fuck a fucking the fucking oh shit! I should have thought of this better. <laughs> what said, okay, hold on. I can save it. I can save it. You got it. Say, say my brain is a freeway. Mm-hmm. It's a it's downtown or you know just an area where a lot of people live. Mm-hmm. The goal is to get as many cars to be going as possible. Wouldn't you want two roads open? Yes. Why would you just have one road open? Exactly. You're missing 50% of the potential. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it right there. It's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks, man. Not that you have to be exactly 50-50. Yeah. But you should acknowledge when you're going, okay, you're 90-10. You're 90% listening, 10% talking, or vice versa, like... Okay, now I should probably balance myself out a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And being able to be comfortable with that. Because I think the difference between you and someone that I just stated for else, for example, um, like if someone's too insecure to talk, I don't think you're ever too insecure to talk. You just like to listen. But you've been in the position, you have the confidence, and you've put yourself in that position, even though it's not your natural tendency to speak up all the time you are comfortable with doing that because you've done it enough mm-hmm. right and so now when you do speak up people really fucking listen they're like oh shit he doesn't really say much but if he says something it's probably really important you know what i'm saying yeah 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 i think a good i don't remember where i learned this from but i was like watching this video on some some business person and they were saying that you should surround yourself with three groups of people, mm-hmm. people that are more advanced than you, your peers, people same level as you, and people that aren't as educated or knowledgeable as you. Yeah. That way, when you're with this group, you can give more. When you're with this group, you know, it's pretty balanced. And when you're with this group, you're going to be learning a lot. Bro, yeah. I think all three are important. Dude, that reminds me of like you and I whenever, when we were training a lot together. Mm-hmm. Or just like learning things, whether it's martial arts, fight choreography, or whatever. Like that was key to us excelling at certain arts. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah, and then realizing if you don't have all three, 
you're limiting yourself a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're only around people that are way better than you, now you have no confidence to ever try anything. Exactly. Because you just think you're shit. Yep. Right? If you're only around people that are worse than you, now you're never really learning. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can learn by teaching, but you need to balance out what you're teaching. Like, didn't something, isn't this a, an actual like scientific statistic? When you learn something, you should teach it to someone else because you will actually learn more of it as you're teaching it. Mm -hmm. Like I would do that a lot in Taekwondo whenever I would learn something new about like a certain kick or whatever, I would immediately like, I would practice it a lot as much as I could before, but then I would try to teach it mm -hmm. pretty soon after I practiced a lot of it because mm -hmm. then I actually learned more about it by doing that. Mm -hmm. You know? Yes. And then you got people that are around the same skill level and now you can, those people are really important because it's like you guys can communicate to each other on a level that you can't communicate with these other two people that are better than you and worse than you. Mm -hmm. Or I shouldn't say better or worse. It's just like different stages of experience, mm -hmm. I think, is the best way to say that. Right? Yes. But it's like, I think that's something that uh, what we were saying just now of like that... Um, someone people that are near your level that's the reason why you and i like bonded really quickly was because we were in a very similar stages in our life we were very similar stages of like our crafts and we were just like there was this common bond and mutual respect and empathy that we had for each other that is hard to find with other people that are more experienced or less experienced mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I really like that quote, though, what you said. It's so true. It's so true. That's why whenever I get into something new, I always try to find a community. Mm -hmm. Like boxing, I had to find like a boxing gym to go to. Because yeah. there's naturally going to be people better, not as good, and it's your same level. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Tricking, that's why I love tricking. Taekwondo. Like, I feel like you got to be in the in the world to like. Yeah. Yeah, communities don't always have that, right? Um. Yeah, that's fairly that's really important. I think. Uh, I don't know why this just came to mind, but like, sometimes. Have you ever had a student that's uh, homeschooled? Yeah. At the Taekwondo Tojong and. You can tell they haven't had much social interaction. Mm -hmm. What's really fascinating to see for me, I don't, I don't know if you saw this too, but from if that kid comes from uh, homeschool, right, and the way they are when they're a white belt versus when they're like two or three years down the line and they're like a black belt or whatever, completely excluding their technique in Taekwondo, they are completely different people because they have now put themselves in the community and they, they just have way more confidence in socializing and like yes. there's a different side of them that they didn't know they had, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I think it's really like, important. People are like mirrors. Yeah. Like you don't know who you are until you see how other people are in relation to you, you know? Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's what I noticed. Like I had these, these, uh, these students, their brother and sister, 
and they would like do really well. Like they would like take direction like so well, mm. you know, they were like really good students. But it was almost like they didn't know their own power, you know? They didn't mm. know their identity because they didn't always have like that community around them. Mm. You know? So like like they were homeschooled too, you said? Yeah, they were homeschooled. Yeah. And like they were like they would be so good at something, but they would still feel like they're not very I good. don't know if I can do that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like you're so good at yeah. that. Like, you know? Yeah. But Yeah, because they're so used to just being at home and like they only have see each other and they're both just good. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um But I think just what we were saying this whole episode, everything's a balance. Because mm-hmm. it's nice to see people at different levels. But this is why I really wanted to clarify what I said earlier. I don't think it's good to think of people better or worse than you. It's, be- it's just better to think of someone's more experienced and less experienced than you. Because mm-hmm. I think better and worse, that's when it becomes a toxic, um, envious slash like hierarchy thing that you're playing in your own head. And you, you can really destroy your own self-confidence that way. Mm-hmm. And um, I just don't think it's a good way to think, but it's, I think it is good to be aware of, to see people that are less experienced and more experienced just because um, it just gives you more perspective at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But it's a very subtle difference of perspective that I think, um, I think is very good to see. Um, and I think I've only... I'm still working on it, but very recently I've been trying to see the world this way, you know, because it's, it's like literally, fuck, dude, I keep bringing it back to fucking Robert Greene, but he says that it's literally in our DNA, like in our fucking genetics, us as human brains, beings, how our brain works is we immediately compare us to something. Mm-hmm. So you need to balance that out because that's just a fact. That's how... When we were apes, that's how we functioned, is we immediately see another person or whatever, and we immediately compare how we line up against that. Mm -hmm. And that's good to have, like what we said, to get perspective, but too much of that is not good Mm -hmm. because it gets toxic. You become envious, and now you're destroying your own self because of that envy. Dang. Dude, it just hit me how much of this book is like <laughs> affecting the way we think. Dude, fuck, dude. It's, it's crazy. crazy, man. Because, like, I remember there was a story about like babies, right? And like yeah. about how like babies, like a baby that's never seen like a snake before, they'll have no reaction to it because they don't even know what it is. Yeah. And that's crazy. I fucking like, hate snakes. The baby will look at mom, see how she reacts. If mom's scared, then the baby's scared. That's where it comes from? Yeah. Oh, fuck. That makes so much sense. Like when a kid falls and scrapes their knee, they look at, you know, their parents. And then when they're like, oh, no, no, no. Then they start crying because of that. But if they're like, oh, "Oh, you're okay. Don't worry about it. Then they're like, "Eh, yeah, they just keep playing. Yeah. And that both of those are a balance, too. Yeah, balance. You can't have one all the time. Bro, it's crazy. As you were saying that, I thought to myself, I'm, a f- I'm fucking terrified of snakes, but I've never really had a bad experience with snakes. And I'm not blaming it on my mom or my dad or whatever, but I probably saw something where I'm like, oh, 
snakes are dangerous. Probably a fucking movie mm-hmm. or something. Like I think generally the whole public, most people don't fuck with snakes, mm-hmm. and it's probably what we're feeding society. Yeah, society's norm of thinking. Bringing it back to what we were saying before, man. Mm-hmm. Damn. It's crazy, right? Wow, dude. Crazy. I, that's why I love that you put me on Robert Greene because it makes you think and see, makes you think of life so much deeper and see how everything's connected. It's all connected. And it's like you wouldn't think that this is connected and you're like, holy fuck. And you learn so much about yourself and you learn so much about just people and just life in general, man. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy, man. Wow. I just blew my brain. <laughs> Dude, I'm glad, I'm glad we're doing this because if we didn't have this conversation, all those thoughts would just be like in the background. Yep. I would have forgotten about them. Fuck. Really? Dude, I didn't realize how much this, bu- these books or just consuming his content has uh, changed me. Like, literally, like, when we went to jam the other day, I told you this, like, I was, usually when I train, I don't want to talk to anyone. Maybe I'll say hi, and then I just go back to training, and I'm in the zone. And I think other people can see that, and so a lot of times people don't, like, come up to me but I was just way more open um yeah yeah it's crazy like it's changing me in ways that I didn't know but for the good mm-hmm. for the better for the better <laughs> like yeah, dude literally it. just now like during this pod I had a realization that I was just like even more present listening to you than I usually am and it's like carried over into my acting too because in acting it's very important to listen and like fully um, be present. Because there's one thing to act like you're really focused yeah. versus actually like, oh, he has a black shirt on. Oh, he has some facial hair. Like those, noticing those things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sometimes in acting, there's a lot of times where you can look like you're laser focused on your scene partner and then if someone asks you later, hey, what color shirt they had, do they have? You wouldn't be able to answer it. And then you're like, oh, fuck, I actually wasn't present. Yo, you know what we should do? Hmm. Next time we, like, just go somewhere in general, we should do this exercise of, like, just point out things to each other after we left that environment of, like, yo, did you notice this? Did you notice that? And see how much... Mm-hmm. We took from the environment. We kind of do that. <laughs> we do. We do do that, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. But, dude, you know what I notice? Mm-hmm. It's so many times that you notice things that I don't notice. We notice different things. Oh, we you're right. You're things. right. You're right. <laughs> what do you think we... What are the things that we notice differently? Um, do we have tendencies or is it just different? Ah... Uh, it's like the things we focus on, it's, I can't really. Think of an example? Yeah. Do you hmm. remember last time we did it? Yeah, we do do that a lot. Huh. 
We should do it again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What time are we at? Shit, yeah. Let's, let's fucking end this. It's like an hour and 40. All right. Well, thank you to everyone for listening or watching. If you made it this far, we fucking love you. Um, we really appreciate you. Genuinely appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to us just talk about random stuff. Um, we hope... You're having a wonderful day. If you're at the gym, yep. Yep. get one more rep. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Or if you're driving, be safe. Whatever you are, wherever you are, just know we love you. Home. 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 Huh. Your intros and outros are on point. Really? Just I'm just I'm just spitting some dumb shit right now. Fire. Okay. Okay. I'm good at this. Now that you told me that, I'm gonna fuck this up. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, bro. But um, shit, I'm actually blinking. Oh, <laughs> rate us on Spotify or on YouTube. Share whatever you want to do. Oh, this is something I want to remember to say from now on, but I never said in the previous episodes. We have a new episode every Monday. Every Monday, be on the lookout. No Mondays are not the best day for most people. So it's something to look forward to, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, rate us, share, like, if you want to. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Yeah. Because Shibla to who? Do whatever you want to do. Do whatever you want to do. Um, on that note, love is the motive. Is that, love is, is that, the motive. That's, what the, that's it, right? Okay, that's okay. it. That's it. Love is the Do you want to say that part? Love is the motive. Because everything is connected. Because you're shivering. Shivering. Oh, my yeah. hands are sweaty. Sorry. Wait, what? Huh? Was it? Huh? You sweaty? My hands are sweaty. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Oh. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs>